TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Type that into your app search, then download. This is Ken and Curtis on WEEI. There we go. That's better. Sabbath. I heard Greg ripping uh, Ozzy's look on the Greg Hill show this week. I think it looked good. His teeth looked good. Halftime. They only showed like five seconds of him on the NBC halftime. But he was in effect. And how about Michael Jordan pitching for your guy Brady tomorrow night? That's a great get by NBC. Oh, he does. uh, Jordan, I don't know what it is about NBC, but he does a lot of those. uh, Maybe it's a respect for Brady thing. I don't know. But. Great, great promo. The The one that NBC did last year for the Brady return I thought was spectacular. They just, whoever, I mean, that is the most watched show in America. I think 15 years running NFL on Sunday nights. And so. Thursday night's ratings were down. Oh, I didn't see that. Probably based on the lopsided score at the end. It was down like the... I, I thought five million or something. I think the first half was really sloppy. I mean, it was a ten ten at the half. I found that game to be kind of. But you yeah. remember last year was Bucks and Cowboys. That was a phenomenal game. Tough to top that. Yeah, so, and mean, that's so that's tomorrow night. And anything with the Cowboys, my guess yeah. is Bucks Cowboys Sunday night is going to do a banana number. Mm-hmm. So but it all starts, including your Pats. Good keys by Curtis. We will get Kyrie Thompson's keys on the way in the noon hour. This is Kenny Curtis. You're on WEI. I cannot wait. This season is so fascinating to me. I know the ratings were down in the preseason. Whatever. You're getting rid of the, you know, the 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 sort of the 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 people that are on the periphery of it. But I love the, I just love anything with something on the line. And there is so much on the line for this team. Maybe not Belichick's job, and I don't think it should be, but his reputation is certainly on there. You have Mac Jones, who has had ample people doubt him, especially in the morning and in the midday and at every place at, uh, at this station. There's a lot of people doubting him, and rightfully so. We haven't we haven't seen a lot yet, but and a lot at stake in the opener in particular. Oh, it's first game such a big. swing game. It is such. If they win, how that about Costos v. Shime on the on the Friday show? That Costos guy is freaking nuts. Yeah, is high on, energy. Is he on something? That I think guy so. Was like, he's like the guy who was the guy, the Midas guy, who had the like the really fast commercial reads. This guy. My, there was a guy that used to do these like long reads, and he had the fastest. Anyway, who cares? But he has mm-hmm. like a yeah. I don't want to talk energy. about Nick Costos. Who cares? Well, he's loving the Patriots. That's why I like him. And Edelman, Edelman's appearance was. We'll hear. I'll play a clip of him later. He was all over the place. He was kind of defending Bill, but then he is worried about the coordinator thing. And when we get to it, officially, J- Julian Edelman is done playing football in the NFL. <laughs> oh yeah, good deductive uh, reasoning. Reasoning that it's like good detective work by you, uh, something like that. Before we get back to the football, though, I'm just a really I, good listener. We talk about the rule changes in baseball. 
we've had quite a bit of reaction to this. And I want to clean up, because there are you can only disengage or detach from the mound twice to throw to first. But a guy on Twitter is saying you can step off more than that if it's a fielding play. And I think Joe and Quincy was going to clean that up, too. So just to clean up that. Uh, Joe, is that what you're, ta- you're calling about? Yeah. How you guys doing? Good. Great, Joe. Okay. Uh, you're, you're right, Ken. You can only throw over twice. However, you can throw over a third time but only if you get the runner out. Because if you think about it, if you could only throw over twice, the guy on the base, once the pitcher gets on the mound, yeah, he's gone. You know, he, can, he can pretty much go. So he, he can throw over three times, but the third time he has to get the runner out. Uh, but then he could go back to first. If, he, if the runner goes back to first, like he takes off, then he goes back to first. Even if the pitcher steps off, it's a balk, and then he goes to second, if, as long as he's safe. Well, if he steps off, maybe he'll he'll not exceed the time limit too. Who knows, right? Oh, <laughs> well, I don't know about that. All right, but I, so there's some nuance to that, Curtis. Yeah, so. I love nuance. I, but, I this is I, as I said, I don't know if all these will work. I I just think that the I I don't believe that the players properly understand the the urgent need for change in baseball. Why would they? They're millionaires. They well, Matt played the game the same way. The, I'm sure he is. I think Strom's making it this year. At least a million. Okay, great. I mean, so he's got a couple million bucks there. That's awesome. But you have to... And under- he's used to doing it a certain way his whole life, and then they're telling him, you got to go faster than that. You so then that. why was the game so much faster years ago if they've been doing the game the same time all along? Okay, but, okay, but for the what? last 20 years, it's been this way. Okay, but the game's been playing a lot longer than 20 years. Okay, but that's not Matt Strom's lifetime. But if anybody, Max Scherzer changed the game, and he's mad that they're changing it back. Does that make sense? The, the game of baseball has been altered by these teams that have been playing the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. So the very people that are saying, why are we changing the game of baseball, yep. themselves changed baseball. Yeah. Hitters are going to be more pissed than anything. They get one step out. That is big. The pitchers are the ones that have been most angry in their reaction. I don't know, but Strom, we talked to Bradfo. You can listen Micro to the Machine guy was the fast talker. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. What did you say? Midas. My oh, brain. Midas guy. Well, it's Carr. Let's go to Kevin and Quincy. Two Quincy's. Hi, Kevin. Hey, how's it going, fellas? How are you? A um, couple uh, quick points about the, the rule changes. I think eliminating the shift, like you like you alluded to, is going to increase offense, which in turn takes makes longer games. I thought the whole point was to speed up the games. I mean, and hypothetically, say Rafi Devers gets up, you would normally put, what, three guys on the right side of the infield. Who, who's to stop? the left fielder from coming in and playing right behind the right on the grass behind like in the infield that wouldn't be there's always going to be a way to break the rule and then hear me out on this one ken i'm telling you that no one's talked about the bases they're three square inches bigger which is you know drastically bigger there's going to be an injury i'm telling you in the first in the first month of the next year with a base you see how these guys are all goofy hitting the bases Watch, watch. Something weird's going to happen. They're going to have to change that back. Hmm. Maybe. I don't know. They said this will reduce injuries, I thought. I thought that's the whole point. Also make it easier to steal by an inch or two. Stolen bases are going to be through the roof. Jaron Duran is going to have a resurgence. Well, don't you find those entertaining stolen bases? Yeah. I like Ricky Henderson. I mean, what's the most important play, arguably, in the history of the Boston Red Sox? Dave Roberts. Right. What was that? That's a nice steal. That's a great steal. Jorge Posada, a little late. But now that'll be viewed even with even greater uh, reverence, esteem. Yes, held in higher esteem. 
because that's the old school way of stealing a base. Yeah, I mean now limited throws. I I, I make bigger the best bases. Point. These guys changed the game, and now they're mad that baseball's changing, saying that it's this sacrosanct situation. Like, uh, just cut the BS. You don't want to have your little world impacted. That's fine. Nobody does. But if you see a, a spreadsheet which shows five consecutive years of decreased attendance, ratings going down, and the demos that are most coveted. You have to do things, especially when these guys have kids. These guys see people. Nobody sits and does anything. I mean, NFL, every year, they're number one, and every year they have a competition committee that sits and meets to figure out if there's things they need to tweet. That's how you're able to sustain growth. While we're on baseball, I want to give you proper credit. You asked Heim Bloom a very interesting Schwarber question Yes, on Thursday on the front office report. His response to you was to take a shot at Schwarber hitting 213, which I thought was pretty good. Wow. Um, you know, he, he's he, feeling it, by the way, whether oh, it's yeah. on the hot oh, seat yeah. or not. But he is, he began that kind of like, oh, I'm not Good doing interviews well. this week. I, I feel like I'm praising you the morning show too much, but we had Ty Law in studio. Great. Awesome. And then you had Bloom, who was pretty good. And then McCordy was good. And then you guys had Edelman on. And that was a little awkward between he and Greg. Yeah. And Orlovsky was great on the afternoon show, by the way. Tremendous. Um, but do you have this clip? Nick, your point. Okay, let's listen. Yeah, look, I mean, this is, I think, a better, like, these are the conversations that, that I'd rather be having is, okay, you know, we could talk about baseball moves and whether they were the right baseball decisions. Obviously, we know, we know Kyle's a good hitter. He's hitting a lot of home runs. Um, you know, I, I remember early in the season there, there was a debate and there were people taking the other side of you on this, Chris, and saying, well, you know, the organization should be having as a DH is not someone who hits home runs and hits, you know, 210 or whatever it is, but a complete hitter. There's all sorts of different positions you can take here. Not a complete hitter. Um, You stop it right there. That is because Schwarber was a great professional hitter last year. Yes. Hit better than 213. I forget what he hit. But that is, you know, he has definitely struggled in the uh, on-base department this year. That's a shot. There's a reason that was the only thing I was interested in with him on Thursday. It's the pressure point because there you can't use these arguments of farm system, doing things that are sustainable for the organization, building for now and the future. Schwarber checks he was in a position of need. He was a guy that could play here, which is what Sam Kennedy tells us all the time is important. Mm -hmm. He was a guy that fit in seamlessly in the clubhouse and the community seemed to really love it. He's a guy that got four years, $79 million to play with the Philadelphia Phillies and Dave Dombrowski. He would have slotted him being a good DH, just and slot so, him right in there. And it's perfect because he went to the guy that they just pushed out mm-hmm. in Dave Dombrowski. Yeah. And, and the guy that built the best team in the history of the franchise in 2018. He's now gone. He signs him, and he's leading the National League in home runs at a position of need for the Boston Red Sox. If they have Kyle Schwarber, they're And not- they should make the playoffs. Phillies should be in the play. They are, I think I saw today, 80% chance. You'll see a couple Schwar bombs. They, the they could surpass the Mets if things keep going the way they've been going. That's tremendous. But the they're, they're, it's inexcusable, in other words. They, but at the end of that, I, maybe I shouldn't have cut off the, the clip. He says, we got to add power, right? We, have, we do acknowledge we lost a lot of home runs. <clears throat> and even Bogart hit his 13th yesterday. Think about that. Like, it's just everybody's down. Martinez is down in a year where Judge is hitting record numbers of homers. Do you think this boldens your opinion they're going to go after Judge? I'm just saying if I were John Henry and I understood that I had to keep things, you know, the reason Heim Bloom is here is because John Henry wants something that runs without constant need of big trades, big signings. He wants a system that they've built in Tampa to, you know, with a higher payroll here where he can worry about his other interests, his other portfolios, his other, you know, whatever. He doesn't want to, you know, 
there's a radio station in a cluster of Odyssey that keeps getting phone calls from the guy in charge. He's like, figure it out. Hire someone that's new and different. That's what Heim's trying to do, which is to build something that just runs for John Henry, that makes him money, that wins enough, but isn't up and down all the time. Not last to first, last to first. And Aaron Judge is a guy that no matter what will have eyeballs on you. Lansdowne Street, the monster seats, the bleachers, you name it, he is a draw. I mean, his stature alone is, I mean, when you see him in person at the game, I'm shocked when he makes an out. I know it happens 70% of the time, yeah. but every time it happens, I'm like, how do they do that? He's a guy that is a great, you know, no issues off the field. And you'd have Verdugo, Kike, Judge. What uh, a difference that is. Well, I mean, you, me, Judge is still good. <laughs> yeah, well, like, still. I mean, he is a guy he that... gives you an, an, an elite guy there. Every year, I don't know. For, I mean, I would be nervous that he's doing this. He hasn't been healthy for a full season, and he's doing it in his walk year and all of that. By the totally way, Schwarber is one of the most shifted guys in baseball. He's going to be even better next year, going back to him. More oh, of an evidence you should have kept him. I have an idea. If they get rid of the shift, bring back Poppy. <laughs> yeah, I might, might. Yeah, I agree. Is Edelman coming back? Can you give me the uh, detective work uh, oh, yeah. answer to this on the way next? Yeah, I'll explain that. And Edelman, do, did you come away from this, A, thinking he and Greg are friends, B, do you think he believes in this year's Patriots team? Oh, I, I clearly have an answer for that. All right. First, it's Nick LaPan what's trending here. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We're right back to it. Ken and Curtis on WEEI. Brothers in town tonight, too. Curtis, Orpheum tonight. Chili Peppers at Fenway. A couple banging shows with Michael McDonald. Doobie Brothers. You know, I I, I love that people are into that stuff and enjoy <laughs> it. I'll be watching football. Well, you had a song rejoin earlier. I'm sorry I It's okay. I mean, there was that. a guy that There's wanted to say it was a good song. He didn't take him for <clears throat> That's High Pitch Jeff. He just hates me and wants. He's a hater. So I kept control and I'm not taking High Pitch Jeff. Sensitive. Have, your good, have a good weekend. Hey, you know, you know how to spell sensitive, Nick? <laughs> K-E-N... <laughs> Uh, I would like your detective work here. Then we're going to oh, hear okay. from Julie Nottam. So this is actually, i got to give half credit to Courtney. We were talking about this because it was uh, booked through Wynn Casino, and Julian Edelman came on yesterday in part, to, not because he's friends with Greg, but to promote a $25,000 bet that he was making on the over. Is there a thank half. you to Joe Zarbano that's uh, yeah, I in sent the works him, here? I sent him a note. I called. He's like, hey, I'm busy. And I was like, oh, just wanted to say thanks. You don't have to talk to me. Anyway, love you, Joe. Um, so uh, yesterday... When prior to the show, we were discussing this, and we came to the agreement that that means he is no longer contemplating a return because 
Yesterday, he placed the bet of $25,000 on the over eight and a half wins. If he comes back to play either for or against the Patriots, he has a wager in progress on that game. Hmm. Wiggy tried to say he was like, it's just like a PED test. Wiggy, I love you, but (laughs) not even close because that's not ongoing. This is something where you are suspended if you're found to take PEDs for a full year. Okay? This is, if if Elliman comes back and he re-enters the league and he still has an outstanding bet on a game that he's going to be playing in, that is verboten. You cannot do that. So he did that bet. There is no shot in hell that Julian Edelman is coming back to play. What was interesting, though, when you guys asked him on um, – we don't have to hear this, but he, you asked him whether he was coming back. If he would come back, would it be with any other team? I think Greg phrased it that way. And he said, I can't at this time or something oh, like he kept that. Saying, it, was, it was like he was couching it big time. Here is where Edelman he – is, he is a smart guy, okay? And he knows that at a certain point, the only way you remain really relevant, like outside of just being Dan Orlovsky or talking on the inside the NFL or doing this podcast that he's doing, is if people are speculating or theorizing about your return. Mm-hmm. That gets national traction. Dang, keep dangling the carrot. So he, came, he went on with uh, Carissa Thompson and Aaron Andrews have a podcast. He sat down and he sort of does the same coy answer. And then that gets picked up and then other people try and get him on. And they, So it's this whole, you know, he gets it. He's releasing a new podcast. He's working with the casino, and this is how he gets more money and gets on more podcasts is by leaving the sort of, you know, stick out there that people are going to think that he may return. But that wager disqualifies him from playing in the NFL this year. Pretty interesting. Now, quick aside, um, he was with McDaniels for all those years. He was talking about Josh on the interview. One of the most interesting games to me tomorrow is Raiders-Chargers. That's a 4 o'clock game, I think. And the Raiders just gave Darren Waller a bunch of upfront money. New three-year contract, fifty-one million. It's amazing. Plus, they got Devontae Adams in there. Uh, that Derek team Carr should be making, loaded. Derek Carr's making forty million a year. They have Chandler Jones. They just signed Darren Waller, fifty-one million, and you, they just brought in Devontae Adams. So, at what point are you going to say the cap is crap? It's okay. Just look the, the, the you know. The sooner you get there, as you know in, in my life, the sooner you, you say, you know, if you don't reach rock bottom until you stop digging. So stop digging on this stupid well, theory. I mean, there's a lot of pressure on McDaniels. Can okay, we agree so on we that? Just pivot? Sure, the cap is crap. Thank yeah, you. Yes. 11-27, September 10th, 2022. Now, Ken will you Sutherland. praise Manfred? I love Rob Manfred. Say that right now. Why would I say that? All right, let's hear My whole point was just to get to, you can't get anywhere with you. You interrupt. Captain interrupt us. Pressure on McDaniels now, big time to deliver in year number one. Big, big money oh. contracts, big money offensive targets all over the place. You led to that. Okay, I love him. I love Rob Manfred. I love that drop. Um, talk about a short runway. We were saying about. I was saying that the Patriots do not have a. a, a, a they're not appealing for a new head coach GM because of the immediate demands of the fan base. Well, if McDaniels last year the Raiders were tied with the eventual AFC champion in the first round of the playoffs lost in overtime to the Bengals this team has added big time yep if they're not back in the playoffs and winning a playoff game it's a failure and it begins this is the Patriots Dolphins is a swing game and we talked about why Chargers Raiders tomorrow because guess what it's in LA Mm -hmm. it's going to be 80-20 Raider fans so it's basically a home game yeah right so you're going to have that I mean that's a key to the game right there Home game, Raiders. Raider Nation. I don't, what, I don't know what the line is. My guess it is three, I think. The Bills have moved. The Raiders are three-point dogs? I think so. Oh, my God. Look that up, Nick. What's the line? Shine, bet your house. All right, now, Patriots-Dolphins, of course. The Raiders win that game by at least a touchdown. Wow. You know, I don't know. I thought you loved Herbert. 
I think Herbert's a good quarterback. I don't love his head coach. I don't. I don't love that. The I think but the year Raiders, one for the game one of year one from McDaniel's that could be a little choppy. Jarrett Stidham with backups with the Raiders went down the field against your Patriots. This Stidham's is good. Most Raiders are three and a half point dogs. Three and a half point dogs. Holy cow! I would people love Herbert. On. The public loves Herbert. That's what that says. Right. Well, Herbert hasn't won a damn thing. I kind of agree with you though. That's a nice bet, especially with the hook. Three and a half. Yeah. Take the Raiders. Just guess what? If they have a field goal to win it, they I'm still a, win. I'm a, big, I'm a big hook guy. Okay. Now, who sung the song "Hook"? Blues Traveler. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Great shot. The band. Man, you are feeling it today. All right. Now here's Edelman. Do you think you know? You said you know the answer to this. Oh my He's, God! I feel old. Frank Gore Jr. I watched his dad play when I was anyway. Focus. Okay, hang in there. Do you think Edelman believes the Patriots will be any good? Is he just a mouthpiece for the not. team? He does not think the Patriots will be a good team. I kind of think that as well, because he was talking around it, but he here's what he eventually uttered out yesterday. You're always concerned when you lose your offensive coordinator and there's a new guy coming in, regardless of who it is, uh, with a young quarterback that you have in Mac Jones that a successful rookie year. That second year is usually his biggest jump. And when he's got to change – you know, play callers in the middle of it. It's it. It didn't. It it wouldn't matter if it was someone else that called offensive plays. It's still gonna. It's still gonna be a, an effect in a learning experience for that relationship between the, you know, the quarterback and the play caller. We don't know who the play caller is. I I I think it's gonna be a collaborative effort. I think it's gonna be, you know, Bill Judge and Matty P. It's not like Matty P has no information or no knowledge of offense. He, this guy knows football, but it's going to be a, a huge learning experience, and it's going to ha- it's going to have to happen fast. That relationship between whoever's calling plays and your young quarterback that had a successful rookie season that has to build off that to gain and keep his confidence didn't look good in the preseason. I'm not gonna lie, but it's also who's gold in the in the preseason. I love that. Anyone in the vanilla offenses, he was just like Zoe on the on the broadcast. By the way, if you missed any of the Edelman interview, go back and listen to that podcast on the Odyssey app. It is definitely, you got to have that before the game tomorrow. But he sounds worried. He sounds like a guy who's trying to say, yeah, I like Matt Patricia. They're, you know, they're, they're going to put their heads together. But bottom line, he's, especially early in the year, he thinks it could be a mess. And, As everybody does, but, but well, most people. No matter what Bill says to Dan Shaughnessy, which is a story in and of itself, you can try and mitigate the 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 outside the box nature, but it is outside the box. It is not done. It is not normal. And people around the NFL, if this were any other coach, okay, if this were even Andy Reid who replaced Eric Bieniemy with um, who was the great coordinator that they had on defense there that led the Giants defense in 07, Italian name anyway, uh, Spagnolo. If they mm. if they put Spagnolo in to replace Eric Bieniemy, it wouldn't be this big of a story. But, I mean, it, w- it would be a bigger story because it would be more outside the box. If the if the Bills replaced Dayball with Rex Ryan, it'd be, it'd be like, what the hell are they doing? Why I, are you bringing this defensive uh, mind? By the way, you and I both questioned whether the Bills would miss Dayball. Oh, that boy. went out the window five seconds into that game. Josh Allen is so good, man. I, I'm not a Bills guy, obviously, but they are. I, he is the, good. The amount he is of, solid. He's tough. He's That whole region. He's better than Roethlisberger. Oh, my God. Much better than Roethlisberger. I mean, he might win three Super Bowls. Well, He's that good right now, the way and, he looks and, right now. But the, the the amount of pressure on that team to have had that loss, 13 seconds, they lose to, to the Chiefs, who then lost the next week to the Bengals. It wasn't even like they lost to the eventual champion. To come back as the overwhelming Super Bowl favorite. 
a team that hasn't even been to the conference championship game is now predicted to win the Super Bowl with that history, those losses, wide right, 13 seconds, yeah. you name it. Most, pre- most pressure of any coach in the league is McDermott? I mean, I, Followed I, by McDaniels? I think it's most pressure is Josh Allen. I mean, I don't even think McDermott's the story. He might be fired, yeah, I guess, but I, I, McDermott's not a big enough name to have a lot of pressure. I, th- I think if you asked 100 football fans who the coach of the Bills was, I think maybe 50 would know. But Josh Allen is the next face of the NFL if they win it all. I mean, he is a the guy. The Von that, Miller signing looks significant. My God. I love that guy. I mean, he's killed the Patriots with the Broncos. He demolished Brady, but he's a guy that he, if the Bills and the Bucks play in the Super Bowl, which I predicted on the morning show, mm-hmm. <clears throat> Von Miller is the difference in that game. What about Bill's Packers? Aren't you worried about what, Brady? What is I'm worried about Brady, but why not? I mean, what the hell? My my pick doesn't matter. Might as well just pick him until I die. But the the Packers thing is so stupid. Why? Where? How are they better than last year? They've got the MVP. How are they better than last year? They might not be better. Okay. AJ Dillon got a BC guy. You love AJ Dillon. Running He's got to come into his own this year. Running backs in the NFL are like fax machines in your house. I admit, I don't know the intricacies of the Packers. Are they much worse? Are they on my feet? That's a pretty it, damn it, good analogy. Is it just Devontae Adams? Fax machines, running backs, no love. Sorry, I did it, but I blew past it. I wasn't. That's my fault. It's okay. Say it again. Ready? Running backs. Who cares about AJ Dillon? Running backs in the NFL are like fax machines in your home. That's a great line. I mean, write that down or fax it. But the uh, no, the Packers. First of all, Aaron Rodgers on good teams loses at home in the playoffs. Why? Are, why are you believing in a guy? It's just more of I can't believe he hasn't won more than one. He's due to win. This is going to be the year. It's or just every just, year I get sucked into this. Or just he and the NFC's wide open. Or just his numbers are more important. You know. You know I, what happens? I don't want to. I, I don't want to back Brady. And then the Rams don't look like they're as good as last year. Why don't you want to or back Brady? Be a hangover. Brady versus Rodgers? I and mean, then I, the, the Packers are the third favorite, right? Yeah, the Rams, the, the, the NFC looks wide open for the Bucs right now. But the Aaron Rodgers, the, the lack of interceptions, I'm convinced, is not about his talent. It's that he doesn't throw into tight windows because he doesn't want to lose the stats. He doesn't want to have a negative on his name. And that stands the reason that they lost to Jimmy effing Garoppolo. They had one touchdown against the 49ers at home at Lambeau Field. He, the amount of one and duns and the amount of teams that were favored in his playoff losses is stunning. They had the ball down, what was it, five points when they lost to the Bucks in, this, in the AFC title game. What a choke. He had a, the, the runway in front of him. He had yep. seven yards. All there. He could have run it right in. They win that game. He doesn't want to get hit. He doesn't want to deal at with home. it. He chucks it at, in the dirt. I mean, the, the guy Nick just just loses. told me in my ear, they, they're the second favorite in the NFC. Great. I, I, I have zero faith. I don't know who will win the NFC. I know Aaron Rodgers will not. They got worse than last year. They lost their best wide receiver. Rodgers has been ripping the young receivers in training Who's camp. the fourth favorite? Who's, who would even be in The Eagles are a hot The pick. 49ers. Oh, oh. Eh. oh, by the way, question for you guys. If you are the Rams today... And Stafford looked the way he did, and you view you can't overreact. The Bills are really good. I don't overreact at all. Okay, but it, you overreact if the if the elbow of your quarterback is not good. Yeah. Do you trade because you hate draft picks? I don't even know how many picks they have left. Do you trade a package for Jimmy Garoppolo? Because you have a you have a Ferrari. You don't want to be driven by you know a ninety year old man. Well, you don't. You mean at the trade deadline? You don't do it now. Why not? Uh, it's just there's no. You, you'll know much more by then. You but I, I would say. Stafford, rest your arm. Let's get this 100%. We can get through this period. What about the great Trey Lance? Trade for him. They're not going to trade Trey Lance. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they love Jimmy now. 
What? <laughs> I don't know. No, I'm saying if I, I if people thought that Garoppolo would go to the Seahawks, but people believe that the, the ask was too high because yeah. it's in division. Yeah. If you're the no, Rams, it's not a bad idea. Honestly, why wouldn't you? Yeah, they should, and maybe they will. It depends how the Niners season goes. But well, if they're really also the in favorite, division, though. No, I know, but it's that's what I'm saying. You have to, but but, but I'm, I'm my guess is the Seahawks in their stage of their rebuild value their picks more than the the Rams do. All right, six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. I would like a couple keys on Pat's Dolphins from our listening audience because we got our keys in last hour. What's the key to the game tomorrow? To you, this is a big game now. To focus in on Pat's Dolphins here for a second now. You and I believe this is the most important game of the year. So this here, sets the tone. Here's what's on the line. They win tomorrow. They're favored in week two in Pittsburgh. So they are they are believed that they are the the, the more likely outcome if they win Sunday is they. Head to their home opener 2 and 0 against the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. With some drama. Whatever you want to say, Lamar Jackson is unsigned. There is some drama there. They've, they've done well here, I grant you that. Especially when you consider how that position's been treated. When you think about there's Baltimore is a very uh, diverse city. There's a lot of storylines that are percolating that could mm-hmm. easily begin. Yep. The other side is they lose tomorrow. They're 0-1 heading to Pittsburgh. Then you're 0-4 against Tua. You're 0-4 and against Tua, and you you are you are right now the third team in the AFC East. It's just so big, and, and it's so important, too, because if they win tomorrow, then everything that Bill's been working towards about getting the buy-in is there. Okay, we were down here all week. It worked. Yep. We win. If they lose, I just spent a week, you know, at the Radisson and – I had to be away from my daughter's at first day. At the Radisson, school. they're practicing at a Division II soccer field without goalposts. Right. Well, they're staying at a Radisson. They're playing at a I non-football know. field, and they come home 0-1. Now we, they start to question Bill. Right. Now it's like, what the F did we just do? Which maybe the – I mean, if you want to give Bill credit preemptively, if they win, that's pretty smart. A new team where you've had guys not buying in, this is an opportunity to get everybody away from the noise together. I don't understand the non-football field component, as I said on the Greg Hill Show this week. Right down the street from my parents, Jupiter High School, the football field is effing stunning. <laughs> it's like they have fields on top of fields on top Maybe of fields. Maybe it's intentional. He just he wants them to struggle and like it's a mental challenge. It's like going through a ropes course or something in the preseason. Then why I don't was, know. But then why did they go to Vegas and all he did was talk about how beautiful it was the Taj Mahal of football fields and well, how I great it was? He's overcorrecting for that. They went to the Taj. Ooh, so like you go on a vacation to the outhouse. and you begin at the Ritz and you yep. end at the Best Western. Yeah, exactly. That's this is the regular season. See, for me, if I were booking a vacation like that, I'd like to start at the Best Western and end, the, end at the Ritz. But quick reflect on last year. I know we look forward, not back most of the time. But you lost twice to the Dolphins, okay? Week 1 and Week 17. It was interesting when I asked Bill about that this week, about because I said week one last year, you know, ball security, Damian Harris has that late fumble, yeah, cost him the game. He didn't blow that off. He didn't blow that off, and he even brought up on his own the pick six by Mac Jones to begin the final game of the regular season. They had the they bookmarked the season in mm-hmm. Miami. So, yep, and that pick six in the finale, which the game meant something because they had they still had an outside chance to win the division if the Bills lost later that day, and they had some momentum against the Jaguars. You wanted to see it wasn't just against a bad team, and it turned out it was. Yep. And I think Tua went right down the field, and then the pick six, it was 14 nothing, like 10 minutes in. My other key for tomorrow, and it's, I, it's been on top of mind this offseason. It's the fourth key. If you think back to that Colts game where the Patriots came back after the, another pick, or late pick, I don't think it was a pick six, from Mac, where they got back into it, and then Jonathan Taylor had that long run, and that sealed the game for the Colts. So the, the biggest problem for this offense last year was when they got down, 
the offense took too long. They had too long methodical drives because well, they this did- was yeah. This is my other point. Week one, they had three field goal drives of fourteen plays each. They could not get it in the end zone. There was this long methodical thing. I know they're like Max in a totally different place than he was then, but it's a great point. Like, what are they, they going to? Do they have a quick strike ability? They this need year? to find it because that is something that they were. It plagued them because the second they got down two scores in that first game against or the last game against Miami, they dug out of it. But they they had these just the drives were just interminable. So I don't know how they do that. I don't know. I have no idea. That's the thing. What the hell is the offense going to look like? Are we going to see those Great long question. those and, zone runs? And I want to ask you about Mac in particular next before Kyrie Thompson joins us. In particular, what does Mac need to deliver tomorrow to get a win? That's next on Kenny Curtis. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Type that into your app search, then download. This is Ken and Curtis on W-E-E-I. It begins tomorrow, Mac Jones, year number two, sophomore season of... Sophomore surge or sophomore slump? Ooh. What's it going to be? Poll question. That's a poll question. Ken Laird here, by the way. Chris Curtis here. My longtime friend, Chris Curtis. Uh, I am I am so giddy for football, I just convinced myself that the, the Jets are going to beat the Ravens. <laughs> that was a bizarre uh, 30 <laughs> seconds in your brain that I just witnessed. I, I mean... Ravens have downgraded their left tackle. I love Joe Flacco. Jets are going to win tomorrow. <laughs> I, I, don't, I said I love Joe Flacco tomorrow. I don't actually love him. He, he nearly ruined my life. The um, by the way, sneaky great playoff game, 2014 divisional game against the Ravens. You had the uh, the Edelman touchdown pass to Amendola. That may have been the loudest Gillette Stadium ever was. You've been very nostalgic lately. I've noticed. You even asked Bill about a Dolphins game from '03, and he like obliged and like went down memory lane with you. Well, that game was such a if you, yeah, it's if, a great finish. The game that they had in their first championship season, I was there with Belichick's kids. Patriots, Chargers, Flutie, Brady, overtime, 10-point fourth-quarter comeback. Wiggy had a lot of great catches. I watched that in the hospital waiting for the birth of my son. They had, like, the full game on YouTube. By the way, Wiggy at the Mud Bowl today in where? North Conway? North Conway. and uh, How's he doing up there? He's doing great. Oh, Wiggy's great anywhere. You can put him in a phone booth. He'll have a blast. Eh, not anywhere. Oh, that's true. He's very picky about The golf course, hotels. he was uh, a little, uh, where, where, where was he? He fell out of place. U.S. Open. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um... To be fair, I grew up at a country club, and I felt out of place at the country club. <laughs> um, the uh, now I just lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. What were we just you talking? Were talking about? Wiggy catches in that game. Oh, so that was the turning point. Patriots Chargers come back. They went on to go undefeated the rest of the year in the playoffs from the Super Bowl. The Week Seven game in '03. They they didn't make the playoffs in '02. The the Dolphins were tied with. This was when the Dolphins actually Zach Thomas. Mm-hmm. They were a good defense, decent team. I think Pennington was their quarterback. Or no, it was Fiedler. Who Zach cares? Thomas had the big neck pad. Or... Yep, neck pad. And um, anyway, Olindo Mare had a kick blocked at the end of regulation by Richard Seymour. They get into overtime, and the only reason the Dolphins lost that game was because the Marlins were in the World Series and they hadn't mm-hmm. reaped the dirt. Anyway, so the Patriots, late in that overtime, 82-yard touchdown pass, Brady to Brown, one of the best plays of that era. They go on to not lose again for like a whole season, and they win the Super Bowl in 03, and that was really the swing game that began the back-to-back titles. And Bill was excited. He threw his headset. He did a little pirouette the whole nine yards. And the best part about it, though, the YouTube full game that I saw, Dan Marino blamed the loss on the field. And Boomer Esiason, like, gets right in his face, and he's like, 
That's their home field, Dan. <laughs> like, it was awesome. Remind me to ask Dan, uh, Boomer about that on Monday. Right, it was, uh, he was legitimately, because Boomer early on was a Brady guy when yeah. everybody else thought he was an idiot. By the way, Boomer is doing a show for us at 9 a.m. every Sunday. Boomer and Valenti is previewing all the NFL games. That'll be tomorrow before NFL Sunday. And check that out. Bill's desire to be nostalgic falls in line with my thought process that he's nearing the end and he's looking to help shape his legacy. Well, we'll get back to that later with Kyrie. But in terms of Mac, what does Mac have to show you tomorrow? Is he going to be expected to have a dazzling game? His numbers last year against the Dolphins were not bad. Week one, 29 of 39, 281 passing, one touchdown, no pick, one sack. You mentioned the pick six. That was obviously a standout of the second game. But he was 20 of 30, 261 passing, one touchdown, two sacks. Didn't get sacked that much. It was not like you know battered and bruised. They had long, methodical drives for the most part. Didn't score enough touchdowns. But this time around, year two, new coordinators, a lot of new things happening. You're worried about win. It's like the new Popes. What do you expect? What are the final numbers from Mac tomorrow? Oh, boy. I think we're modest day. I think you're looking at 18 of 26, 220, a touchdown, no picks. And that's fine. That gets it done. Perfectly fine. Because you think they're going to win 28-24? Correct. So four touchdowns in the running game. Three like t- ground and pound. Uh, I said a touchdown from Max, so yep. three touchdowns in the running game. Right. So big day for who? Harris, Stevenson, both? I think you're going to have a – it's going to be the changing of the guard to Ramondre. Damian Harris has been dinged up a bit. See, I just don't see it. I think they're going to spread it out. I think they're going. I think it's Parker, it's Bourne, it's Jacoby, it's Jonu, Hunter Henry, it's Air Mac. Oh, here's a pick. Jonu Smith has a rushing touchdown. I like that. For some reason, they like him. I cannot get away from that money they guaranteed him. I was shocked when Edelman was like, I didn't want to touch that. I thought for sure he was kind of in the mood like, I can't believe they gave Effa Janu Smith $7.2 million guaranteed. Yeah, with all, with the, as you point out often, the lack of money he made. I mean, <laughs> for a Hall of Fame. Of career. all the players, listen, Julian Edelman's rich. He's got far more money than I'll ever have. Like, he's not, I'm not saying this like he's destitute, but when it comes to the game he played, the amount of money earned while he played and what he made, it is an absolute disgrace. 617 Texture says that game was three days after the Boone home run, that, that Dolphins game. Is that true? Um, I don't think. I The game that I may be wrong, I remember it like it was yesterday. They, they lost to the Yankees and Aaron Boone. The next game was Monday night in Denver. The Lonnie Paxton snap off the goalpost to get the intentional safety, they win that game. There was the guy, what's the guy's name in um, Back to the Future, the old guy with the, the gray Doc hair? Doc Brown. Doc Brown did a lead-in about the fan base of Boston needing to come back and fight back after this awful moment. That the, mm. Here's the Patriots. Christopher ready. Lloyd. Christopher yeah. Lloyd did a great, uh, mont, uh, great pregame video for Monday Night Football. Wow, good memory. And then they, the next game after that was the Dolphins game. See, I agree with No Moss Gathers on the, on the Twitter machine. I need to see two touchdowns from Mac at least. I think three. He needs three passing touchdowns. He is going to have to deliver. And if he doesn't, it could be a couple factors, obviously. Could be the coaching. Could be the tackles. One thing you and I both agreed, we were a little... Uh, and he actually, he, he said this. In the preseason, he was a little skittish, right? Seeing ghosts, I don't know. He was backpedaling into sacks. He's going to have to stand in there and get the ball out quick. But uh, he's got to have a good game tomorrow. Uh, so I am wrong. He was right. The Broncos game was two weeks later. So October 19th, 2003 was the game against the uh, Dolphins in overtime. All right, well, what do you think? 
Pats fans, I know it's a beautiful day out there. It is the calm before the storm, so to speak. Day to get the chores in, as Curtis said. But what do you want to see tomorrow from Mac in particular? What needs to happen for a Patriots win? Keys to this game, 617-779-7937. Our Patriots beat reporter Kyrie Thompson sits in for the noon hour up next. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.